DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. A very warm welcome to our very first episode of the DX Talk, our newly born podcast that we produce here at the Magnolia headquarters in Switzerland. We were actually enjoying the spring that finally arrived and we're super keen on getting started with this new endeavor. My name is Lucius Müller and I work as a resident journalist here at Magnolia. And I'm Zach Grant, Magnolia's Head of Marketing. So we're here today, we're starting this whole series because we've been lucky to have lots of great conversations and unlucky that it's hard to get them out into the world. We can do interviews, videos, case studies, white papers, all of this stuff, and they all take time and effort to produce. Whereas with a podcast, we just need to record, edit, and publish. It's going to be an easy way for us to get um, interesting things out into the world without having to produce them so much. Right. And ever so often we just meet interesting people and we don't have time to, to really get into creating written content or something, but we could have a talk with them. So we will take those chances. Um, the topics will all gravitate around digital experiences, CMS content management systems, of course, but they will also go beyond that because it's not uh, supposed to be a Magnolia-dedicated podcast. It should also cover... There's so yeah. many topics, right? Yeah, we, we talk about things like trends of our industry, um, general trends around around the digitization of the world. How is technology shaping the business environment, the environment in general that we're working in, tech innovations, social changes, yeah. things that actually matter to us, um, not just things that matter to our business. And the topics will evolve over time as we learn, as we progress, and as we listen to your feedback, because this is very welcome. You can reach us um, on Twitter, for instance, at magnolia underscore CMS. You can chat to us on SoundCloud, or you can still write us an email to marketing at magnolia-cms.com. And we hope you stick around, because coming up next, we have Rasmus Skjoldan, our product management team lead, talking about the giant topic of digital transformation. The DX Talk. So our very first guest in the DX Talk podcast is Rasmus Skjoldan, Head of Product Management at Magnolia. Rasmus has a great deal of experience in the area of CMS and the whole industry. He worked in Typo, typo 3 communities and digital agencies, among others. At Magnolia, one of his important roles is to research what customers really need, what their pain points are and where the industry is going. So he's a great person to talk about digital transformation, a really big topic about and maybe even bigger shift that touches all aspects of our lives. A warm welcome, Osmos. Thank you. So maybe to set the stage, um, in today's world we digitize everything, but that alone doesn't really describe the phenomenon. In your experience, what do customers understand by digital transformation? Yeah, you're right about digitization. That is certainly only a very small portion of digital transformation. Simply just digitizing material will absolutely not transform your business. So when I speak to customers about it, first of all, it, that it depends quite a lot on their, on their maturity, on their digital maturity, how advanced they are, or how pressured they are by competition, um, and, and simply just how far they are on the digital ladder. And depending on that kind of level of maturity, they see digital transformation as anything from complete transformation of their entire business in order to <clears throat> serve a completely new kind of customer desire 
two on the lower end uh, connecting uh, digital services to kind of create new business opportunities for them, but in typically in silos. So, and you just touched that, how, how do they assess their digital majority? Do they see themselves as lagging behind or ahead of the game or just, just in the middle somewhere, most of them? Yeah, it's a really, really funny point because when I look into the research material that we gather after uh, speaking to so many customers on site, and trying to talk to them about their challenges and their maturity and all that, there is a very, very consistent pattern there, which is that almost everyone thinks they're lagging behind their competition. So I sometimes sit in front of a customer who I believe and assess as being super digitally advanced and then hear them say things like, uh, oh, we're always behind our competition. And, but they, the, all of them say that. So everybody feels pressured by you know, losing yeah. the, the race. Yeah, totally. And there's a, there's a tremendous amount of fear, really, among a, a lot of clients that uh, we're not transforming fast enough. And th there's a real pressure there because everyone has seen companies uh, die out in, in just a few years because of the digital transformation. So the pressure is, is Im immense. And everyone's really striving to kind of uh, get better at it. And, and again, it's, it's funny to see how some of the most advanced ones also think they're not advanced. Because they think so much about what is possible probably, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they realize yeah. the full scope of possibilities. So you said just before that digitizing alone uh, does not automatically lead to the successful transformation of a business. Um, what has to happen, in your opinion, on top of going digital that will effectively transform a business? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so traditionally, you see it as being about organization and processes. And that is kind of cornerstones of, of the digital transformation that has to happen. Um, but in reality, I often see it as somewhat more practical than than tackling the full scope of organizing differently, transforming your processes. And I see a lot of <coughs> uh, implementation of, uh, of tools, really, which is a, a, a funny shift somehow, um, because tools somehow function as a Trojan horse for digital transformation. And <clears throat> what I see some of the most advanced like digital leaders do right now is to um, attach a certain new process or a new mindset or a new business model even to a tool and then ask um, their, their employees or their colleagues to use the tool and to kind of use that as, as I said, as a Trojan horse to carry uh, digital transformation into the organization. So you have a really strong exchange with the industry experts, clients, partners. Um, so what are their challenges or pain points that matter the most today? Um, yeah, so organization is really a big topic uh, for a lot of them. And the reason is that with the whole move to customer centricity, uh, where you want to focus on the customer's journey, and serve them well regardless of what business entity they happen to kind of touch and reach 
you have to um, organize to accommodate that. That is definitely a huge challenge. And <clears throat> again, it has been sort of a mantra that technology cannot really help you there. That there are certain things you have to fix with organization and process. But looking back at the last couple of years, I would say that in many organizations, it simply turned out to be too difficult to do. And that's why they kind of revert to trying something new with technology instead of going like head on and change the whole organization or culture to, to be truly digital. Is it also, also sometimes a question of the chicken and the egg? Does the organization imply the technology you're using or does the technological shift and the tools you use imply change of the organization? Yeah, I would say sometimes technology definitely carries a lot of culture with it um, and, and actively make um, organizations change, um, which is, I find, quite remarkable, really, because for a long time, I really believed that technology was should not try to to solve these things around digital transformation but um, the more conversations I have um, with market participants here the the closer I actually get back to technology which is a funny dilemma and funny evolvement somehow about digital transformation the transformation has been in full effect for certain in certain businesses for several years already and it also claimed some prominent victims. Um, what are the most common mistakes apart from not having the, the organizational changes that made them fail? Sure, yeah, I would say simply not taking it seriously enough. That, that has got to be number one. I mean, thinking that you can uh, postpone the transformation and rely on your own on your old business model uh, for a few more years until we get get the new strategy up and running or things like that <clears throat> that's got to be number one um, so there has to you have to work with your sense of urgency as an organization that's got to be the 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 key mistake that I that I most oftenly see. So uh, you say number one is not taking on the challenge or postponing it for too long. What is number two? Uh, I would probably say silo technology is number two, that you have um, products uh, living in silos that you are not able to or willing to connect your your products um, that inherently leads to uh, to suboptimal customer experiences so that would that would probably be the the number number two most common mistake that I see so is choosing the right content management system still core to the transformation strategy to avoid also the, these the problems you described well I don't know if it ever has been at the very core of a transformation strategy i i wouldn't say so um, but it can certainly play a really key role or i believe can can be part of um of the transformation strategy for sure um, with the whole move toward inbound uh, marketing managing your content assets becomes quite critical um, there's there's a lot of examples where 
good content management is not only something you you that is nice to have for an organization but something that really becomes critical um, and also where it's really dangerous business-wise if you don't have the capability to update all of your assets across multiple touch points for example there are so many examples of organizations who are simply not able to keep their messages um, consistent um, and that's that is a key factor if you want to deliver on the whole omni-channel promise that regardless of where you as a customer meet an organization you will get a consistent coherent message and and behind that lies good content management practices and tooling so keeping your assets in sync and your messaging in sync yeah and coordinated and orchestrating that that requires uh, technology. That's that's something that only technology can can really help you with, or you, you need that to be as a as a central part of your mix in delivering on the digital transformation promise. Something additional, something on top of that, that the CMS has to enable you to do. Um, well, personalization is definitely one of the really big. Um, enablers here um, I think um, for uh, a message to come across as relevant to your customers personalization plays a plays a really big role so although it's on the larger scale of digital transformation it's a it's a smaller not a detail but a smaller point it is still a really important one to kind of catch and, and be able to implement what about choosing between a, a big monolith or a best-of-breed approach? Is there something that can be crucial to a successful transformation? Or is it just um, a different way of doing it? I think you can definitely get far in terms of digital transformation with both approaches. That's for sure. And there are also plenty of examples of buyers of Swedes that still use a best of breed approach where they combine it with a suite. So I wouldn't say it's really an either or question in such a big way that it has been communicated in the industry. It's the reality is a much more mixed picture. But having said that, there is a very clear tendency around best of breed focused customers also being the most digitally advanced ones so they're the ones who are f who are farthest in their digital transformation most most often or a lot of the time at least but it really is kind of a more mixed uh mixed uh, scenario that i'm looking at right now than than this either or uh question right so in the same way that a business uh, cannot stay analog, it goes digital, also the culture of a company has to change. In what ways does it have to embrace um, technology or the change that comes with it? Yeah, that's a good question. I've definitely seen a lot of, of, of organizations um, really try to become digital, also in terms of culture. Um, and most often when you're talking about um, 
traditional organizations who have been here for a long time before the whole digital transformation started to happen and so forth, the way they typically go about it is to hire um, people from the kind of digital elite and then they hope that they can somehow tap into a bit of their spark and and possibly make that spread throughout the organization. I've seen a lot of failed attempts there, to be honest. If it's not in your DNA from the beginning, it's it's really, really hard to, um, to fully embrace a completely uh, new culture in terms of being digital and or understanding uh, the digitally savvy customer and so forth uh, so that that is definitely a hard one if you if you compare it to startups that have digital in their dna it's a it's a com completely different situation for them um, have, having said that there are plenty of examples of uh, more traditional organizations who have uh, cross the bridge and in a, in a very successful way. Um, I think installing digital leadership is typically um, a very key factor here. So promoting people who truly understand digital, uh, make that uh, be a part of um, the, the business strategy really or make sure that you're able to um, to fully cover the digital side or integrate that into your into your business instead of yeah, treating so it as an a lot of topics around digital transformation. Can we maybe bring it back to earth and give you? Can you just give one example of a digital transformation process? Sure. Not not maybe a, a complete process, but I had a recent um, research interview with a. A large American uh, customer, and they had a, that was a really funny example of how they were um, using digital insights to influence their traditional marketing. So the the case was that their traditional marketing tried to push their um, traditional uh, marketing messaging um, into digital channels. And the digital department went back to them and said, okay, guys, we've looked at the analytics here. We have looked at how, um, how this approach actually performs. Um, and of course, it didn't perform very well. So the, the scenario here was that a digital unit, um, they were able to push traditional marketing by being data-driven, by running experiments, um, by uh, looking deep into the actual usage and uh, conversion patterns and so forth, and go back to marketing and suddenly have a much, much, much stronger voice. Something like that did not happen a few years ago. Uh, a digital unit would have been overrun completely by traditional marketing. And that's a good, I think that's a good example of, of the of the full scope of change that we're seeing, that digital, digitally savvy uh, units are are really able to to drive a lot of things, and that's that's a very very practical small scale example. But I'm seeing that in both small scale and big scale all over the place at the moment. Very interesting. 
And I think with this, we'll have to come to an end. I would like to thank you very much, Rasmus Skildan, for this interview and your time. Thanks a lot. The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter or visit us at mgnl.io. 